What's up, y'all? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. Another kick-ass show for you guys this week. Recapping the Stanley Cup Finals. Talking about week four of the PLL. Previewing week five. And some of our thoughts about what is going on with the Bruins. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Let's have a good one. Let's go. I'll see you, ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place they all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Alright, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. I'm Eddie Towers, and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What's up, party people? I feel like that's the most gender neutral term that I could use, and I've really come to enjoy it, so I'm just going to keep it rolling. Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how are we doing? I feel like you've had a fantastic week outside of obvious things that we'll talk about. I have had a great week, actually. I'm a little burnt out from work, but other than that, I have had a good week. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got mad dubs as far as your favorite athletes to <laughs> come in your HLH. So I feel like you are thriving. I really am in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who Jordan is, Jordan is Sarah's roommate, one of our girlfriends, and she tweeted the other night. Obviously, we're going to talk about and catch up on all the NHL Stanley Cup stuff, but she was like, "I don't know how Sarah's still breathing after all of this excitement." And I was like, "Dude, I do not know." <laughs> incredible so if you are new here we do a segment called hlh where we talk about our high of the last week low of the last week and our hero which is something unexpected that happened to us that was good sarah has a lot of her stuff in her hlh so sarah what is yours okay well my high and my hero both kind of mix in so obviously my high is the colorado avalanche our stanley cup champions very big day um, and then that kind of ties in. I have another high, but I'll get to that because it's another favorite athlete of mine. And then my hero is Kale McCarr, our sweet baby boy. Our sweet, my sweet boy. Stanley Cup champion, just to add on to the Norris, you know, Hobie Baker, national yeah. champion, NCAA. Our sweet little boy is just racking him up. <laughs> Yo, okay. I didn't really talk about this as much as I feel like I should have. I picked the abs in our preseason show to win the Stanley Cup. And I feel like I haven't told people to suck my dick enough over it yet. But yeah, I feel really good about that. I know. I'm kind of pissed because in my bracket, I think I would have had pretty much the perfect bracket if it wasn't for picking the Panthers to be in the Stanley Cup. Because other than that, like I had the Rangers. I had all that, mm-hmm. right? Like. Yeah. Oh, I wrote the Rangers getting past the first round, but other than that, you wrote the Rangers really well. Go Rangers. (laughs) Go Rangers. Andy Towers loves the Rangers. So, so do we. He's your head coach. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. For 20, for what? One season. Yes. (laughs) All right. What else? What was your other high and your low? So my other high, it was just announced today. This is obviously not a surprise to anyone. It was pretty much already like before the se- season even started. It was like evident it was going to happen. Jeff T, rookie of the year in the NLL. Another big day, big day for the brand. Yeah, he is. Bussin. 
Boston <laughs> King. Boston King. All right, what was your low? Okay, so my low was, well, I talked all that shit about my ex last week on this show. And then I do, I guess I kind of deserve this. One, it was just karma for talking all that shit. But two, I went out in selfie. So like, what did I think was going to happen? Obviously saw him. Obviously it was fucking terrible. And my anxiety was like... <laughs> Sarah was texting me from the bar and I was like, you did not just see him. And she goes, no, I did. It was just not the night I was looking to have. Like I ended up having fun. Like I was with my friends, obviously, but yeah, not ideal. I mean, I don't know how much you want to spill, but I think that you handled it perfectly. Like, I don't think you could have done any better. Yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. I'm not one to really stand my ground, but I think I was, uh, Maybe just because I was drunk, I was. Really I'm so myself. proud of you. <laughs> I told you when it happened, and I will tell you again. I think that you handled that perfectly, and I'm very proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a pretty uh, good week. Yeah, I and you know shit happens, but it's like at least you got the last word. Whatever, fuck it. <laughs> um. So my HLH, my high. I have somewhere to live next year. Can I Ooh. get? I wasn't expecting to have to move, but I do, which is why my office is such a mess. Like you guys can't see it if you're watching this on YouTube, but I have like moving boxes are so expensive for no reason. So I'm like saving all my Amazon boxes. Like, I don't really care if my office is a mess, like reduce, reuse, recycle, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have somewhere to live next year. I love the apartment. I love the location. Um, only complaint is laundry is like on site, but not on site. It's like a couple houses over. So like, whatever. Oh, that's like here. Um, yeah. Which sucks, but you know, you give and you take when you live in the city for real. I'm, I'm thinking about getting like a laundry service. Cause it's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, my low, I obviously had COVID last week, which is why we didn't have a show and my voice isn't completely back yet. Um, and like, I'm just tired. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I, I'm just, have you had COVID? Knock on wood, no. Dude, I hadn't, I lived two and a half years without getting COVID. And honestly, I can't imagine not being, I don't know, I don't care what your stance is on vaccines. I cannot imagine not being vaccinated because I was so sick for like 48 hours. Oof. I didn't lose my taste or smell though. So that's good. Oh, that is um, good. Obviously. Yeah, I think we have like sort of a joint low on the Roe v. Wade situation. Like I have just been indescribably upset like all week. I haven't been able to like focus on a whole lot other than that. Like it just sucks, especially being like a woman from the South Um, and like having friends and family and loved ones and like all that kind of stuff. It's been like a tough week for that. Um, But my hero is Jabari Smith avoided going to Orlando he was not taken first overall but he wound up going to Houston which I think is an awesome fit for him I love the city of Houston like I I'm so stoked for Jabari Smith honestly the hero my hero in general was just kind of I don't know how much of the NBA you draft you watched or if you saw any clips or anything but just Mm -hmm. like I don't know what it is about the NBA I mean I think I do maybe but the appreciation that NBA players show their moms when they get drafted is just incredible. Like, and it's so emotional, but also like this year was really special because a lot of moms who had first round draft picks as children are former WNBA players who were in the crowd and with their kids and stuff like that. So like this year was extra special, but like, 
I don't know what it is about the NBA draft, but I cry every year watching these kids <laughs> hug their moms. I've never watched the NBA draft. I don't think I've ever seen, maybe I've seen some clips on social media, but. I know that you don't give a flying fuck about basketball, but I think that your soft side, which is all of you <laughs> would love the NBA draft. Oh, I definitely would. I would definitely yeah. like ball my eyes out watching it. <laughs> yeah. I think me and Jordan should uh, make you watch it next year. I think that that would be really fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my HLH. I don't know. Like this week's just been like, so I feel, I don't know. This week's just been fucking something else, man. <laughs> um, as you know, we are now an anti-baseball podcast, but we do have to talk about Freddie Freeman going back mm-hmm. to Atlanta because that was, even if you're not a baseball fan, like whenever stuff like that happens, I just feel like it's a special moment for sports in general. Well, I just feel like it got ruined by the whole thing with his agent. Did you see all that stuff? That- I, I did, but like, I don't, I'm not as deep in baseball Twitter as you. So I feel like I just saw people were pissed off and I don't really know why. Well, so, okay. I guess his agent, he ended up firing him after they went to Atlanta because that was his return. He found out that the Braves made him another offer, like not the initial offer he heard about. And his agent didn't tell him because I think he makes more money if he ended up going to the Dodgers and Freddie found that out while he was in Atlanta. So he got like pissed. That's why he looked so upset when he was there and ended up firing him. And now he's just like representing himself. But I'm just wondering, like, is that even legal? Like there has to be like, that's breaking some sort of law. No. It has to be. I did not hear that. And I'm shocked because I follow more Braves fans on Twitter than Red Sox fans or Giants fans, just because that's where everyone in Jacksonville chooses to support mm-hmm. holy fuck that has to be illegal also I like think so if I were Freddie Freeman I would be in jail right now because I would have beat that guy's ass like and like people are like oh well he would be on the Braves right now then and like I guess we don't know that for sure because it seems like obviously they really did like having who's they have now Matt Olson on first base in Braves obviously that worked out for them but yeah like he was very dedicated to the organization. It's clear that's where he wanted to be at the end of the day. I feel like they would have made it work somehow. And if they made this final offer, then it sounds like he would have taken it. But also like when you think about Freddie Freeman and it's like, he's definitely in the second end of his career. Like, I don't think that people expect him to be Freddie Freeman for fucking, I don't know, five more years. 10 more years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, at that point, like you've made the money, you've been there long enough, you have kids, you have a wife, you have a house, like you at a certain point, one, take a pay cut to keep you and the guys together. If you really think you've got something special going on and two, to keep your family comfortable and where they are and your kids at their school, not changing their routine, their friends, your wife's routine and friends. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there's certain things that like as a person and as a couple and as a family that you should have to talk about if you have the privilege to do so yeah so that's so fucked I did not know that and I guess his agent or I guess former agent now also represents like Clayton Kershaw and I don't know what comments Clayton Kershaw made someone said that it was taken out of context or something but it sounded like it was kind of like against Freddie so I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact they had the same agent or did have the same agent but it just sounds like a whole fucking mess hmm yeah I don't not great like that 
But you know what? If shit's going to go wrong for anybody in any organization and it's going to implode from the inside, I fucking hope it's the Dodgers. I do too. Besides the Yankees, <laughs> so, but it doesn't look like yeah. that's happening anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, as a Giants fan, they're my number one, but the Yankees are number two, brother. Yeah. Um, couple things I want to talk about in the NFL. I feel like the Roe v. Wade stuff is going to kind of be an overarching theme in this week's show. If you disagree with us, that sounds like a you problem. Um, but you retweeted Joe Burrow's story. This is our NFL stuff. Sorry, I forgot to mention that we have two points that we want to talk to you before we inevitably talk about lacrosse for an hour. <laughs> um, but Joe Burrow posted a story in support of Roe v. Wade and Christian Kirk spoke out about it and some lacrosse players that we'll get into later as well. But it's like, that that to me is so cool and I fucking love Joe Burrow more than I thought I would and Christian Kirk because so many people shit on him and his contract but I love it okay so because uh, I saw that Joe Burrow story and I like tweeted out the screenshot of it and like I feel like most of my followers are like aware that I love Joe Burrow like whatever but obviously like gain traction and like of course this tweet about like a football player is what's gonna fucking go off so now I have all these yeah. people in my bench that I normally never see but, and I was like, it was like typical, like, you know, like the white guy with glasses in the car, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then there was like some like women that were like, why are you applauding this? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not even saying that he's like anti whatever. He's just saying like, it has to be a specific situation for it. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, can you just like appreciate like the, yeah, I guess it's the bare minimum, but I'm like, that's all we're getting from anyone. So it's, it's a lot more than we've gotten from the guys who are posting pictures of them fucking playing golf and drinking and out on the boat who one, I know I, what makes me the most mad is the lack, the, the lack of people speaking out who I know have bought plan B told girls to take plan B and not participated in it. Like, mm-hmm refuse to wear a condom or always make excuses and it's like I will fucking take the bare minimum if you have that kind of platform and you're saying something good for you because that's not easy and you're gonna get backlash on a greater scale than anybody else oh a thousand percent yeah I'm like all right go like wave your pitchforks at someone else that like actually like I'm like he's doing something good here I don't know what yeah. is wrong with those people that they have to bitch about every little fucking thing well yeah and it's like those are the people who are like well like he's he's saying that he's in the middle it's like okay well so are you so shut the fuck up why do you care yeah not everyone has the same opinions but he at least is in the opinion of okay yeah human fucking rights I don't know yeah and the majority of the country (laughs) like piss Uh, off yeah like I love how people like I don't know. I don't want to make this a political show. If you want us to go on a political rant sometime, please let us know because Sarah and I are really good at it. But in private. Yeah, there's like no political rants. <laughs> just Sarah and I are like communicating on a platform at all points of the day. It just depends on <laughs> which platform. Um, only a football thing I want to mention. Obviously, it's just like a slower time of year for football talk. Otherwise, we'd have more to say. But Arch Manning commit to Texas because I saw his best friend at school now commit to Texas. And I think that that is what pushed him there potentially. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Like it's not until 2023, I believe, but like, I don't know if Texas thinks a man is going to save their program, fucking go for it. Hell yeah. So 
I don't know. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting for Texas football. I support that university because it's in Austin and Austin is just not like the rest of Texas. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I, I don't, I haven't watched his film. I haven't watched his tape. I've never seen him play. I don't know if he's the biggest prospect coming out of this class because he deserves it or because it's his last name or both. So I don't know. It's just big news in the football world. So I wanted to talk about it and give my thoughts on it. I think it's cool. I also think it's cool that kids can like make money now with NIL stuff. So like, even if he goes to Texas and he sucks or something happens, like he can at least make some money, which is dope. Not that he needs it, but like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Um, we are cruising this week. Yeah. I know. I was just thinking like, we're going really fast. This is new for us. Yeah. I wonder, like, if you have an opinion, tweet us and let us know. But, like, I don't, do people like long shows? Do people like short shows? Like, I don't know. I feel like we're going at a good pace right now. Yeah. Um. So, PLL stuff, week five preview. I put it in our notes. I figure we can just kind of recap as we preview. I'm going to yeah. pull up the PLL app just because I actually really like the PLL app. Oh, it's so, especially for the schedule the schedule yes the schedule and the standings I will pull up through the app constantly um the it is Friday Saturday this week correct yes okay so Friday we have archers versus redwoods and atlas versus chrome um the archers redwoods game dude I feel like the woods are freaking due for one I was so I was on the PLL betting show yesterday and um I said, I think the Redwoods are going to win this game. I know the Archers offense, like Will Manny's been insane. You know, they're doing all this without Grant Amen. You have Tom Schreiber, all these guys. And everything just seems to be going well for their offense in specific. And obviously in the cage for the Redwoods, I feel like Tim Troutner is not off to the start he was looking for. And I do think it's unfortunate he's running into the Archers right now. But at the same time, I think we said the same thing last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. The Redwoods like play so emotionally. I feel like they're very emotional driven. So they had that frustration. You know, they're coming off again, another one goal loss this time to the Whip Snakes, who's their big rival. And like you said, they're just kind of due for one. And I think this is a must win for them, which sounds insane seeing as it's week five, but I think it is. And I feel like even against this like crazy archers offense, they have everything on paper to make it work. I think what's going to be the difference for the woods this week. I do agree with you that I think that they're going to win this game, but for me, when I'm sitting here watching the game, I don't see the two point scoring from the woods that I know they're capable of. Like they have really good two point scoring. I think the best in the league, in my opinion. And it's like, I just don't think that they've utilized that as well. I was just looking at the stats and it's like, they're averaging nine a game. And I think they have maybe one or two, two point goals in the season. So I'm like, if they can get that going, I feel like, I feel like that's going to one, turn their season around potentially, but two, help them win this game. Yeah, I think you're right. I know I have the like actual like advanced stats of those somewhere in my computer, but um, I agree with you. I think they're the most capable of those two point goals, especially given the guys that they have running out of the box and not to say like they're, they're midfielders or like slacking or anything because they're definitely doing their job there and at least trying their best, but yeah, I just think it's been such a weird start for them that no one's really seen. And I think I understand why Redwoods fans would be worried because you're not used to seeing this from them. And then also it's tough because I think TD Erland's off to kind of not the start he was looking for either. And we know how dumb that he can be at the face-off. 
And I think this could be a good bounce back game, especially for him. Yeah, I was just looking at the faceoff percentages. I, I've thought that about TD so far this season too. And I think that it's been talked about a lot on the broadcast as well. But the Archer's faceoff doesn't impress me really. So it's like, I think that if they can get two point scoring going and then dominate the faceoff, like I, I like them in this matchup actually. Yeah, no, again, on paper, even up against this crazy Archer's offense that everyone's afraid of and understandably so, I think that they can, they're fully capable of winning this game. Yeah, agree. Um, Chrome Atlas is the 945 game. I think the Chrome are going to lose this week. It's time. And the Atlas, if they're going to lose to a team, I think are the ones that are capable of beating them. Okay. Yeah. I literally said the same thing yesterday. I was like, there's <laughs> no team that I think is going to have a perfect record and the Chrome's going to lose at one point or another. I think this is going to be that game. Obviously you could probably flip a coin and it's going to go either way in this matchup, given how much success both these teams have had. And like, just looking again at those rosters and at all the success they've already had in just about four weeks. But yeah, I think this one's going to the Atlas. Maybe it will be a really close game or maybe it'll just be like, an off night for the Chrome. I don't know. That's just how I kind of see it. I think I agree with you. It's going to be their first loss. I, I think we're big fans of the face-off around here. We talk about it quite a bit. This is, I think, the best face-off matchup we're going to get this season mm-hmm. between Connor Farrell and Trevor Baptiste. Like, if I want to watch two dudes go at it on the face-off, that's it. Like, even if, like, even if the Chrome lose, like, I'm okay with them losing to this team as well. Like I like this team. I like their players. I think they're good. If it's not going to be the Chrome to win a championship, go Jeff Teat. So like, I am I think the Chrome are going to lose, but I am most excited about this game for the face-off. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Trevor Baptiste is making such a good case for himself as like an MVP contender, not just like face-off a man of the year, straight up MVP contender. Like, cause it's not like he just, takes the face off and runs off the field. Like he's scoring goals himself. He's the catalyst of that offense. It starts with him. Even if he doesn't win a face off, which is rare, like he went 86% last weekend, he's able to get in there and like kind of get under the other team's skin right at the midfield and then just help push the ball into transition. And I don't know. I just think he's far and away the best face off guy in the league right now. It's not even a question. Yeah. And I think it's like, offensively kind of the matchup of the young guys you know like Jeff T Nick Turn and Wisnowskis like that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch too like it's young exciting explosive talent and I'm excited about that like I don't know like this matchup just makes me excited like I hate that this is the late matchup I know it is a late game but I will say I said yes or I didn't even say yesterday I forget who I was talking to I'm like there's so many young young guys in this matchup but I feel like it's going to be Eric Law who's going to just like go off and like steal the show for the Alex because he does have the tendency to do that. He's so consistent. Like we talk so much about, oh, Jeff T, Chris Gray, like all these guys on Atlas Attack. But I'm like, Eric Law has been there since day one. He is not slowing down anytime soon. I would love to see him be the one that just takes over this game for them. Okay. I, obviously we're going to make our picks for who we're pay, like taking, but I need to find a notepad because I think that we should make a bet on the over-under of how many times they talk about the fact that Connor Farrell drinks milk. (laughs) 
I'm not gonna lie I like like the broadcast but like but the other day I was just like all right it's been 10 minutes we're talking about two percent milk we're talking about whole milk I'm like we get it <laughs> they even had the sideline reporter in on it like they yes. she was talking about like oat milk and I was like why are we talking about this so much it was like a two-minute segment like we get it he drinks fucking milk like crazy in this economy imagine one day he's just like I don't drink milk anymore shut up (laughs) what if he's just like yeah I switched to oat the world would just like collapse (laughs) okay this is so off topic and we've been bragging about how quickly we're getting through this show but one of my friends in college was an offensive lineman well most of my friends were offensive linemen in college because like I hang out with weird athletes not like cool ones but we made him do the gallon challenge. Do you know what the DOS boot is? Like the beer boot? Yes. We made him do the gallon challenge out of the boot oh. and he beat it. <laughs> I have videos. As soon as the clock was over of him running outside and like projectile hurling <laughs> milk across the yard. Uh, so I just, I've never had the desire to drink milk like that. But okay, mm. let's make the line four and a half okay I like that what are you are you over or under over all right I'm gonna take the under I'm going over just because it is such a big face-off battle so I feel like they're going to be talking about that a lot Mm. so his name's gonna come up a lot and they're like oh milkman (laughs) I like it I like it all right um chaos cannons this is dude why couldn't they make this the Friday game like we love Andy Towers. We really do. But it's like, I don't know. Why is the Saturday primetime matchup to the two worst teams in the league? Oh, oh. You can you can go off. Go off, Queen. <laughs> you are valid. <laughs> I'm biased, obviously. But I really did want to take the cannons in this matchup. And I was talking about this yesterday. But I'm like, one, we just had Andy Towers on. I cannot pick against Andy Towers. Two, <laughs> we were like, oh, they can't go 0-4. And, and now I'm like, oh, they can't go 0-5. I really don't think they go 0-5 just because, one, Blaze had 18 on him last weekend. There is no yeah. fucking way he is letting that shit ever happen again. So I'm expecting a big rebound yeah. game from him. Me and too. a rebound game from Blaze is just like, what And Josh Byrne. Well, that's what my other point was. I was like, okay, well, that was, yeah, a lot of those guys were playing with each other already still in Buffalo, but that was the first time as a team, they've all been together and you don't have the chemistry instantly, even if, yeah, you were playing with each other last year. Like that was their first time, like they're coming right back into it. Like there were some guys coming from the bandits or um, also the mammoth who like took the week off. Like I need to like, I'm not ready to get back into it. Whereas chaos knew like they need those guys back in. So they just hopped right in. But I'm like, they still like they hadn't had a practice with each other yet like that was their first game under the belt so now I feel like all right we've had that time together again to kind of just gel and get back to it so that's how I kind of see it going in that sense but then also on the flip side with the cannons they cannons killed me last weekend I won't lie to you that was because I'm like all right you're up against the best team in the league right now you had like not a commanding lead but at one point they were up by five on them and that first half especially especially 
I think the Cannon defense looks so, so, so good. Like the best they looked all season and against like a Chrome offense that so many teams have had trouble covering. And like, they just looked so solid against them. Like the chemistry was all there. You had a couple of new faces in there. Uh, Tyson Bell got the long pole for the game too. Like there was changes made there. And I really liked how they looked. Nick Morocco was so solid in that. And then kind of just like that second half, it feels like with the cans, their biggest issue is just finishing out games because by the fourth quarter. I was just going to say, I think they both do. Yeah. By the fourth quarter, they just looked exhausted and like, it just was not the same. And I understand that, but then also their offense, I think do so well settled in when they're down low but they need to be better out the box. Like in transition, they need to clean it up big time there because they have so much talent in the midfield too that I think they could easily be producing so much more. You know, Stephen Kelly's been great for them at the face-off stripe. Like they finally found their guy. And I think this is also another good matchup for them. I know Max Adler is in it again this weekend. He's out. But I think this is a good face-off battle between those two. And just in general, I think this is the – clearly a very winnable game for the cannon seeing as it was a winnable game for them against the chrome yeah i really want them to just get that leg up but i also feel like the chaos are just like we're fucking zero and four we have our whole team here now there's no more excuses not that god knows Andy towers was not using that as an excuse but just like looking at it out like that i don't know yeah yeah i have a couple comments so like i do think so far this season, both teams have had a hard time closing out games or at least performing in the second half of them. But also, like, for Chaos, there have been – like, it's not like the team was coming back and missed a week. Like, you're coming back and the season's kind of fucking in full swing week four. Yeah. Like, it's it's going on. It's happening. Like, you didn't miss a game or two. Like, it's in full swing. And it's it's hard – to go from it is similar as I feel lacrosse might be to play like it's still two different games really and it like it takes a second and it takes a second to gel with your people and they're probably fucking exhausted also but oh, yeah. on on top of that like I don't we like I, I I'm not I'm not nervous for them yet the cannons I am a little bit nervous for like they're just they they don't look how I expected them to look I guess I don't see for me I feel like the expectations for the cans were so low like everyone was like no the cans are gonna be bottom like I know during training camp like cans do not look good I will say they just added Jonathan Donville which is fucking huge and I kind of love that he's playing against the chaos in his first game as a cannon but yeah I think you have so much talent like Asher Nolting has looked amazing I don't think he's getting near enough credit yes, that he should be I agree yesterday they asked me for like a long shot MVP and like I don't know like like oh Lyle Thompson is kind of slipping and I'm like Asher fucking no thing because you know what if the cannons go on a tear like they go on a run I know he's not on a winning team right now but I'm like like Lyle Thompson is out and Asher no stepped up he's a rookie like that like two-man game between the two of them unfucking real I'm like this kid like yeah seamless transition into the pros for me it's it's not that I expected them to be fantastic or anything it's just I didn't expect them to be making the little mistakes that they have been for example that first goal for the chrome last weekend (laughs) like that like what the fuck was that that whole first half though because yeah that was like one of the 
most cringe turnovers I've ever seen just because it was like kind of an embarrassing one not blaming that boy at all but I mean shit happens but yeah I think it was like I wrote that the chrome had seven turnovers in the first half and then the cannons had six and really it didn't settle down with the turnovers in the second half either it was just kind of sloppy game like through and through yeah like that's that's what it feels like is missing for me it's like if you can't do the little things well you're not going to do the not little things well so it's like I just feel like the turnovers and that like on that goal they just like it just seemed like that kid didn't know where he was or what was happening and it's Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's the concern for me is it's like how are you going to get better if those are the things that you're doing wrong it's not like you're being outmanned you're not being outshot like whatever like those things come but I don't know like that's that's my only concern for them is that I feel like I just didn't see any progress I just think their biggest thing obviously finishing out games that's been their biggest issue I know Sean Quirk said it now a few times and then just cleaning up in the midfield because I think if they can clean it up there and capitalize and actually get offensive production from there more often, like right out the box, then I think they're in so much better shape. And I think they have all the talent there to win all these games. Like they almost beat the Chrome. They were winning yeah. that game and they let it they were away themselves. I don't think it was really the Chrome winning that game. I think it was the cannon beating themselves and losing. Agree. 100% agree. Um, last game of the week, whip snake, whip snakes, water dogs. This is the hardest matchup for me this week because like, I think the water dogs are a lot better than their record says they are, Mm -hmm. but also like the whips put on a fucking clinic last week. Well, I mean, the water dogs offense was the best. I feel like anyone has fucking 18 goals, but the whip snakes are just like vintage whip snakes right now like Kyle Burnlore looks unreal he's on a different planet in relation to every other goaltender but maybe it's just because I'm doing a story on one of the water dogs players this week I am rolling with the water dogs which might be a hot take but this is also the second time these teams have matched up against each other and the water dogs were beating the whip snakes that first time around and they ended up losing in overtime 12 to 11, but like they were winning that game. And that was when they had such a big injury bug and they still have decent amount of injuries like Jake Withers. That's the big one there. Their face-off guys out. I think Dylan Ward though is going to be back in that with, for them, which will be big. Not that DeLuca has done a bad job or anything, but obviously he is their premier goaltender there, but I am just going to roll with the water dogs because I feel like they've made these like tiny adjustments each week and they're getting better and better each week. And like, even with injuries that have been plaguing them more than anyone else, it seems like every yeah. single game they've lost, it was very winnable for them. It was very close. And then you have this dominating 18 to nine win over the chaos who, yeah, they were Owen three coming into it, but still that was the first time we saw like all like chaos, like their typical roster and they just shut them out like that. Yeah. Brian Brown's having a good season. I, have had a lot of fun watching him. I think that he's been making some noise and that's been fun. And like, I I think that he's definitely going to be a difference maker for them through the stretch. But my like key in this game is Joe Nardella. Like through and through, like, I think that he's going to be, if he dominates the way that I think he will, I think that that's going to be the difference maker. That being said, I also am going to take the water dogs just because I think that they are a lot better than their record says. I don't think that they want to be one in four and the whips are four no, you know, like we said earlier, like everyone's due to lose at some point. And I think that this week I'm with you. I'm going to take the water dogs. Yeah, I agree with you for the face off. I think 
especially given that Jake Withers isn't going to be the one taking the face off. Joe Nardell is just going to have a fucking clinic. And Ryan Brown, I think, I would say he is the best shooter in this league. I really, I think I said it in my preseason, like, uh, preview of the Water Dogs. I think he's absolutely the best shooter in this league. Just, like, his creativity, he can shoot from anywhere. Like, he can connect with anyone. And I think he's due for a really big game. Not that he hasn't had one, but, like, just, like, a really, like, dominating one. Like, they had Connor Kelly last weekend, who was their big offensive producer. And I feel like this is Ryan Brown's game. Yeah, agree. All right, so we're both taking the water dogs. Are you going archers or woods? Woods. Okay. Um, Atlas Chrome, are we both taking Atlas? Yeah. All right. I love that we are probably going to go straight across the board this week. Um, Chaos Cannons. Chaos same and we're both taking the water dogs all right you know what we should have started a season-long poll we should start that now what to see who gets more games by the end of the season correctly oh yeah 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 we'll start it now why not um and then we obviously have to do our best dress segment they did not bring a lot to help. Mine's in my fucking closet. I don't want to go get it. <laughs> I'm wearing mine. <laughs> um, okay. I have, I think I have a lot more to say than you do potentially. So I have like a decent what? amount. We have like two of the same for our best. Okay. Okay. So my best dress, I have Jules and his name's Nakai Montgomery, correct? Nakai. Nakai. Okay. Nakai Montgomery. They both, like I said, this was going to be an overarching theme this week. They both shout out women's sports. Um, we got some women's lacrosse and then we have the WNBA. We had a Los Angeles Sparks t-shirt. I will send these to Tyler so he can put them in here. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I have like, I forgot to type one of my honorable mentions down, but they were my they were my two best dressed of the week just because I feel like the message and the moment when a lot of other people didn't even bother was huge Mm -hmm. who's your best dress okay so I had three two of them was I had Nakai as my overall arching winner because one supporting women's sports but two he looked cool as fuck like that was just a sick Mm. (laughs) then I also had Jules as one of my and then I had Sean Scannoni he was wearing a UNC women's champ shirt and his sister played on that champs team so I'm like all right, Hell supporting yeah. women's sports and supporting sister. Yeah. We'd love to see it. So he he's our king, dress. okay? I'm like, he's in the lead right now. <laughs> Dude, he, I kind of want his jersey. Like, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> and I'm a Chrome fan, so it's perfect. perfect. Like, I, I'm, I'm still rocking the, I'm still rocking the fedora, Sean. <laughs> so. I just, I don't know. Like, he's a real one. Um. My worst, and I think that this is going to shock a lot of people, but I have such a firm stance on how I feel about this. Okay, so Sergio Perkovic is my worst dressed of the week for a couple of reasons. One, he was wearing cargo shorts. I don't care what kind of cargos they are. I don't care that they're green. I am anti-cargo short. They are not back yet. Like they have not come back around. And two... I feel like there's a way to make navy and black work, but this was not it. 
And usually he's so well-dressed. So I don't feel bad being like, okay, I didn't get it. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get it. So I I don't feel bad bragging on him because he's usually very fashionable. Yes. But this just was not giving for me. Okay. I mean, my worst dress was just like, I literally wrote like everyone else, basically. It was just a boring week. I do have some honorable mentions, but overall it's pretty boring. (laughs) Yes. I had the entire, okay. So I'm also scrolling through these pictures now. TD Arlen, this is, this was not giving for me. Like they posted it and they were like, oh, he must've been watching Top Gun. And literally he's just in aviators and a gray t-shirt with gray Nikes. It hits the beds. That's what like everyone else is wearing. It's just like a plain t-shirt. Yes. Pants and I'm like, all right. That's fine, it's like, I I, guess, how did but... this get the retweet? <laughs> like he's just in aviators. <laughs> I don't know. I love T. Erlen. I think he's so cute. I think he's so funny, but like my job is to roast your fashion. So I'm gonna, <laughs> my honorable mention, I have all of the Chrome only because I am so confused by just how I can't decide if it's like a fashion statement that they don't give a fuck or <laughs> they're just so like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's either one side or the other of the, I don't give a fuck like spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> and I just okay. don't get it I just don't get it and then Miles Jones but like he just looks cool and everything he you looks know? Like, cool I every like single week yeah like this isn't like my favorite outfit but it's a good fit you know what I mean like he even on his bad days like he he slays oh he just I don't I'm convinced he could never look bad I also just have nothing negative to say about him whatsoever zero <laughs> <laughs> Who are your honorable mentions? Oh, okay. I want to say Jared Newman's helmet was also an honorable mention. Yeah, I would say that was my first honorable mention there. And then I did want to give an honorable mention just because I know most of the guys do when they go back to like where they're like playing and I know you're laughing. <laughs> I just like <laughs> just read your notes. <laughs> I'm not going to say out loud what I want. No, no. But that's... <laughs> I, I, was like, that. I was like is she actually gonna say this but and then you no. put that you weren't going to and I was like oh thank god <laughs> I like I just want to say I like how a lot of the Maryland guys like rep like ride or die that they're turps they're all wearing it I love to see it Bubba Fairman's one he was wearing it. he also had the Orioles hat which I was a fan of uh Brian Phipps a bunch of those guys all like Maryland guys are all repping it so love to see it but yeah it's special shout out <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> <laughs> I am taking this hat off now <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was us talking fashion <laughs> Oh God. Um anyways, I think the part of the show everyone's waiting for is for our Stanley Cup recap and for us to talk about what's going on with the Bruins. Um, Stanley Cup recap. I I think you you had the abs in six, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I think that that was 
the thing is, and I think that we talked about this when this series started, was that I feel like the national media, aka not us, was very much like bolts, the goaltending, three P, like they're just blah blah blah. And I think that a lot of people who are young and know what like Nathan McKinnon and Kamakar are capable of are just like when when you I've said it when you have defensive scoring to add in like I don't give a fuck about your goalie like I think a lot of young people were all abs from the start and it's like I didn't count the bolts out they're two-time champions how do you be like hey like the it's not that they couldn't go to seven, but it's like, I think a lot of young people were very confident that this was not going to go to a game seven. Yeah. Like obviously bolts have the best like goaltending around like consistently now at this point, but either way, at the end of the day, you got beat by Darcy Kemper. (laughs) You got beat by motherfucking Darcy Kemper. That was like all they talked about the first two games on the broadcast and then I think someone or they just realized that they should probably shut the fuck up about it because they got like, embarrassing there for a minute good for Darcy Kemper because they were talking yeah. so much shit about him and yeah so he's much not shit. the best goaltender in that match of fucking obviously no one is going to be beside maybe like Igor Shosturkin but which we already saw that matchup and it was a very good matchup goaltending wise mm-hmm. but regardless at the end of the day Darcy Kemper is the one lifted up the cup this year. So fuck yep. you all. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy because one, good for Denver. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm a Floridian saying fuck Florida and fuck Tampa Bay. Like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm so sick of it. I feel like everyone who is not a bandwagon Bolts fan or isn't from Florida is like, yeah, thank God. They need to be humbled. <laughs> and that's coming from me who's lived in New England my entire life. yeah yeah that is rich but it's also like it's not just like tampa bay lightning fans who need to be humbled it's all of tampa like you guys have had the bucks success you've had the bolts success you've had the fucking rays making it really far in the playoffs in the postseason like shut up all of you shut the fuck up for half an hour i'm so and on top of that it's like living in new england and all of the like Tom Brady bandwagoner Bolts fans who are just like, well, we'll trample Bay, blah, blah, Tom Brady, Gronk. Shut up, all of you. Shut up. I'm so happy. I literally, after Roe was overturned and I thought for a minute that that was going to go to a game seven, I was like, I emotionally cannot handle this right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they closed it out in six games because if it went to seven, I don't know if I would have bet against Tampa in that. No, you can't bet against Tampa in a game seven, especially because the abs hadn't been put in that situation the entire postseason. Yeah. But also, I don't know if I could have watched the game because I would have been so anxious that I would like shake and throw up the entire time. Like, could not have handled it. Um, yeah, like I we, we've talked about this series the entire time. None of us are shocked. I feel like our comments are still the same. They've been the same since this series started. Fuck the bolts. And that's that. Um. Big week, big two weeks since we've recorded a show for the Bruins and Bruins fans. I feel like it is only fair for you to air it out start to finish. Also, I am one of those rat bastards who thought Bergeron was going to leave. I would say I'm going to (laughs) start off with my positive of all this Bruins. (laughs) 
just because Patrice Bergeron is back and I did write her notes, fuck all you rat bastards who told me he wasn't going to come back. You don't get to be happy like I do. Because as soon as they lost, I like, everyone's like, oh, Patrice is gone, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, shut up. Every single one of you, shut the fuck up. I don't think he's done. Like, that can't be it. And they're like, just accept it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, there are so many, I think it's Tampa fans, actually. They're like, well, you could kiss Bergeron goodbye. And God knows if you've ever listened to the show, you've heard me say this. Patrice Bergeron is my all-time favorite athlete ever. So the day he does retire is going to be, like, someone send someone to watch me because I will not be well that day for a while. But, yeah. Once I saw that, I was like, fuck all of you pretending to celebrate. I'm like, you immediately were like, he's too old, blah, blah, blah. No, fuck you. Okay. This is mine. (laughs) And he's coming back. And I don't really know, to be honest, I don't know why he would want to come back right now. It's not an ideal situation he's walking into, but that's what captains do. So (laughs) fuck you all. (laughs) Yeah. See, I... I have a couple thoughts before we get into the coaching stuff, but it's like the reason that I didn't think he was going to be coming back, especially after the Bruce Cassidy shit was I was like, the Bruins are going to Bruins and add some bullshit coach or whatever. And he's not going to come back because of it. But then like something makes me think that like, they've known who they've been targeting for quite some time, which I'll also let you get into in a second that may have contributed him to coming back because like, if he doesn't like who the head coach is going to be, why would he have come back? Yeah. The whole head coach thing is a shit show. I'm like, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like either they're going to make the announcement today or they're going to go into the draft with no head coach. It feels like. Yeah. So like, obviously there's been some leaks of potential candidates and interviews and stuff like that. It's like, do you, are you stressed about the draft? Are you stressed about the head coach? Like what is your like priority focus right now as a Bruins fan? Right now the top for me is just coaching. Obviously all week, the narrative has been David Quinn, David Quinn. I'm the first to say no, no, David Quinn, please don't fucking do that. Like all these people bitching about like, Oh, Cassie didn't know how to like help these young guys, like all this stuff. I'm like, Look at what David Quinn did with the Rangers and why Rangers fans were so excited to get him the fuck out. Why the hell in any way, shape, or form do you think David Quinn is going to help this team with their youth? And also, that is not an upgrade from Bruce Cassidy to Quinn. I don't think there's very many coaches out there available that are an upgrade. For the most part, I think we'll all like agree, unless they like win the cup this year within the next couple years, I think we're going to look back at this as that was a really bad mistake by the Bruins front office to let Bruce Cassidy go and be that scapegoat. But then there was the rumor today that's coming out that's gaining a lot of traction that Jim Montgomery's like kind of front runner right now instead of Quinn. I would be very happy with that. I think that's a good choice. Um, I I just hope that's where it ends up going. I think it speaks volumes to how quickly Bruce Cassidy found a job in comparison to how quickly the Bruins have been able to make a decision. Because at the end of the day, it's the same decision. If you're confident in someone and you want someone like Vegas did, you fucking get it done. Whereas in this situation, it's like there have been rumors, multiple now. And it's like, if you guys really have a guy or you're confident in a guy and a guy is confident in you, I feel like this would be done. Because this, like you said, is getting really fucking close to the draft. And it's like, 
it's hard to all be on the same page and all have the same opinions of where you want to go with a team if you're rushing it and everything is a fucking dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. And I will say Ty Anderson wrote an article this week that I really liked his point when all this stuff was like, oh, it's looked like Quinn's the front runner. Like he's gone the furthest interview wise. He's like, that's just a lazy hire by the Bruins. And I fully agree with that. I think it is a lazy hire. It's like, I want to say, yeah, it's an obvious choice for them, but then like it is because it is such an obvious choice. Like, oh, he coached at BU, like all, he has all these ties here. So like, yeah, let's bring back Quinn. No, because then you look at the root of the Bruins problems these last few years, like just speaking team-wise, not front office-wise, like it's the development of those young kids and bringing in something like that makes zero sense. Yeah, I agree. It's, I don't really feel bad for fans of Boston teams often, but as someone, and I think I've said this before, like as someone who went through the Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke situation, like I, I feel a type of sympathy for Bruins fans right now. Oh, we didn't even mention uh, fucking Tom Sweeney's extension. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. I read the comments it's on the that thread fucking post that thread if you need to feel good about yourself or your sports team right now go read the instagram comments on don sweeney's extension post on instagram because even today this happened what five six days ago that they announced this it mm-hmm. is the most recent post for the bruins on instagram <laughs> the poor bruins See? social media person <laughs> that poor fucking team they're getting beaten twitter instagram facebook it's tough and it's like honestly i actually am really pr- I'm, I'm gonna shout out boston fans for a second especially bruins fans like i don't think it's often that you hear boston fans outside of red sox fans criticize the team or the organization because as we've seen with the patriots like they've made some really fucking dumb decisions as far as the draft and coaching and who's in charge of what in what systems for coaching recently and people are still well in bill we trust but it's like Bruins fans are very much like questioning this organization right now and I applaud that I feel like Bruins fans are always ready to have the pitchforks out there was just so many years where they weren't good then they finally got good and like you had all this like you had that core for so long but you only got one championship out of it which sounds insane to say like oh I only got one Stanley Cup but when you look at the roster they had from that time, you know, you had this like perfect core of like Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, Rask, and that's all you could get out of it. It's frustrating, especially when you're able to trace it back to, okay, well, yeah, you got like a McAvoy, a pasta out of it and stuff. But other than that, like the youth development just hasn't been there for years now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 1000%. And we, we've talked about that disaster of a dropped a million times on this show. And I will say, I, I, sort of want to justify my Red Sox take for a second, just because Red Sox fans weren't really questioning anything until the Mookie situation. The Red Sox are just, I feel like constantly, even when they're so good, there's so many things about that organization. Cause you went from Dombrowski who was like money happy, like we'll spend anything when now, and it worked out, it did, but now you go from that and everyone complaining like, oh, we're spending too much money on all this. And the high bloom like cheap ass fucking high bloom like fuck you yeah 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 so 
And I, I, I do honestly think that had that situation not happened and if Haim wasn't so young and whatever, even though we feel the same way about Haim, we've said it a million times, like I think that people would probably look at it differently. So didn't really mean to talk about baseball because we're anti-baseball. But um, as we start to close out the show, I want to talk about our pop culture shit of the week. I obviously put, we have to have our Kardashian appearance every week. So like, oh, I have one in our tea party too. So, oh yes. What the fuck is going on with Travis Barker? Like, if you haven't heard about this, Travis Barker is married to Courtney Kardashian. Yeah. Married. That's weird to say because, but he was rushed to the hospital the other night and then moved hospitals and tweeted god please save me and his daughter was like asking people for prayers and stuff like that but then his son last night was seen out with dixie d'amelio so i'm like i feel like then someone say it's like pancreatitis or something i if if he had a I'm not going to judge anyone. I'm not going to like neglect his fear in this situation or anything like that, unless it was like life-threatening. But would you be like, God, please save me if you like were, I mean, I don't know. Like, is is that very serious? Is pancreatitis like- I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about it. I feel like I just saw something about that and I did like zero research into it. I was like, "Uh, hopefully I don't know. I don't know. I've read all of the like, I've read all the Daily Mail articles that are like keeping people in today. But it's like, I'm not like just Travis Barker on pancreatitis. This is yeah. pancreatitis life threatening. Wait, now I need to know though, because what if I get pancreatitis? Is <laughs> I'm not even positive that's what he had. I feel like I just saw it somewhere, but because okay. again, I'm like. It says four out of five cases of pancreatitis improve quickly and don't cause any serious problems. So if he had pancreatitis and like it wasn't life-threatening and he tweeted that, I am going to judge him just a little, (laughs) like just a little bit, (laughs) Uh, but I don't want to like make fun of someone's medical situation or anything like that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying like that would, that sounds very Kardashian, you know? Yeah. Um, What is your pop culture shit? Um, So I have two things, both have to do with movies. One. I know like this is just for a couple scenes that's going on in Venice Beach that they're filming the Barbie movie, but I feel like I know everything that has happened in those couple scenes. I don't understand how they're just letting people take pictures of videos of everything. Like you can literally hear the dialogue in some of them, which has just been wild, but Margot Robbie looks fucking amazing. (laughs) She is perfect. She always does, but like she is the perfect Barbie. (laughs) I would love to see her play like I mean I know that she's been Harley Quinn but when I say like a grimy role like I want to see her and I think that she and I'm gonna say this not because I think she's hot or whatever but I think that she is one of the most diverse actresses of our Mm -hmm. generation because she's able to do so many different roles but I want to see her do like a Winona Ryder in Stranger Things, like some type of like gritty, like either like a drug addict or a mom who's lost their child, like some sort of grimy role. Like I feel like that would solidify her greatness as an actress in our generation. But it's like, I love her for that. But also it's so impossible for her to not look perfect in this movie because she is perfect and she is Barbie. Yeah, I'm just like obsessed with her and obsessed with everything that we've seen. Like every outfit, she's, ugh. 
amazing. But so then my other pop culture thing, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie yet. Austin Butler as Elvis. I don't know if you've seen all the videos about how like in character he got into it. Okay. Everyone yeah. who's seen the movie said that it paid off. Like it was like he did it very well. And I do want to see the movie. I know it's like three hours though, which is kind of like that's asking a lot of me. But it's on it's like Netflix like, or something, right? No, it's in theaters. Oh, I thought someone said it was like free to stream somewhere. I don't think so. I've seen like my sister saw in theaters last night. Wait, I kind of want to go see it. I'm just like, I'm not big on super long movies. And- <laughs> I think I might go see it. Like, I kind of want to. I do want to see it. Everyone said that he does a really good job in it. And considering the amount of preparation and dedication he's had to that role. And I know that's not like crazy for actors to see it all the time. They get so into character sometimes that it's like, very mentally affecting them yeah but the way as far as like method acting yeah the way he's like been acting on like talk shows and stuff like still in character with that Elvis voice I'm just like all right pump the brakes I haven't seen that I feel like I need to it's wild I'll send if I come up across one because they were like all over my TikTok for a while I'm like what the fuck is he doing like at the Met Gala he was talking like he was Elvis I was like please (laughs) I need to see that actually like that kind of I don't know see but I'm one of those people like I don't find Ryan Gosling or Austin Butler attractive I thought Ryan Gosling like in like the notebook and remember the Titans just like remember the Titans for like fucking like 10 minutes I thought he's really handsome then when he was a lot younger but I've never been like he's the hottest man alive like blah 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 and as he's gotten older I'm just like he's a good looking dude don't get me wrong but are you like into Austin Austin Butler not really yeah. no yeah I think, like, again, I just, another good looking dude just very conventionally attractive <laughs> I just don't think I like I don't find either of them attractive and it might be because we look like we could be siblings but like <laughs> I just don't think either of them like girls freak out about both of them and I'm like honestly if either of them hit on me at a bar and I'm not just saying this and they weren't like who they are I would be like I'm good yeah, I think they're good looking guys. There's like, if they were just any other guy on the street, like, oh yeah, good looking guy and go on about my day. I wouldn't really. Yeah, I don't know. They just don't do it for me. Um, tea party segments. Oh, you do have Kardashian tea. Okay, yeah. what's your tea party? Well, I don't even know if this is true now. I saw Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker broke up, but then someone was like, no, they didn't. But then someone else was like, well, they might get back together. And again, it's one of those things that I saw all this different stuff and I never followed up on any of it, like saying more research. I feel like they're still together. I saw them at Travis and Courtney's wedding together. Well, so this report came out like last week. Yeah. So it's like, I saw them together then, which was like maybe a month ago, but then I saw, I've, I saw like on Daily Mail or something like that, they broke up because like the relationship wasn't progressing, which like I could totally see, but also like, I don't know. They just don't make sense to me. Like I understand why her and ASAP Rocky were together, but I'm also pro, I'm way more pro ASAP and Rihanna, but like, I just, they don't make sense as a couple for me. So see, I think out of all, cause God knows the Kardashian Jenners love their NBA players. And I think Kendall and Devin are a very good looking couple and they seem to be kind of on the same wavelength. Like, yeah, like 
Kendall's still like Jenner Kardashian, but I feel like she's more laid back. Not I don't want to say laid back, but like not as in the spotlight. And I feel like that kind of fits well with Devin Booker. Plus they're both very stylish. I mean, I don't know anything about their relationship like in depth. I feel like that's like one of the only Kardashian couples we've seen that you really yeah. don't know that much about like behind the scenes. Yeah. God knows what's going on, but. Which I think is healthy, but mm-hmm. I have two things to say. One, for our NBA fans, Kevin Durant requested a trade for the Nets today and he put the Phoenix Suns, which is Devin Booker's team as his number one destination. Could you imagine the drama if fucking Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are still together, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant on the fucking Suns together? Just the Kevin and like, Kevin Durant and Kendall Jenner drama enough for me is to be like holy shit what the fuck but also if you see me keep looking over Manzo is having like a horrible dream I don't know if you've heard it but he's like running in his sleep and like super pissed off at something (laughs) poor Bob um but yeah I don't know like I feel like that just is a recipe for disaster regardless like I think it's great that they keep their relationship quiet and I think that's super healthy especially when you are in the spotlight but I just like, I don't, I, and I don't know anything about Devin Booker's prior relationships, but it seems like at least with Kendall's prior relationships, like the ones that were longer or whatever, had like a sort of sense of spotlight on them. Well, remember when her and fucking Harry Styles dated? I'm yeah. Like, what the yeah. hell are those two talking about? She lost her virginity to him. She did? She said that publicly. Yeah. I just like came and see those two having a full conversation. Not, I understand I'm like a diehard Harry Styles. So I'm going to be like, I just feel like they're such different people and like the way he puts on who he is and the way like she's a Jenner Kardashian. The thought of those two interacting like still blows my mind. Can we talk about the idea of losing your virginity to Harry Styles? I would tell everyone I meet that that would be the first thing I don't care if it's a fucking job interview or I'm at like a funeral or something like by the way I lost my virginity I don't care if I'm the coolest hottest girl alive if I lost my virginity to Harry Styles and he broke up with me I quite live like I would literally never fuck anyone ever again I'll be a reborn virgin this song will never be touched by anyone. This is a temple for Harry Styles. Thank you. Literally. And Harry Styles hugged me. I'd be like, no one else ever touched me. You can never touch me ever again. The last person I touched needs to be Harry Styles. <laughs> That's my um, dying wish. Yeah. Like truly, if I die tomorrow, I need you to tweet. Her last wish was to be touched by Harry Styles. Someone fly him out here, let him like bless the body. Just poke my dead body. You don't even have to do it. Like, just, like give her a little slap or something. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's a consensual slap at that point. You know, this is this is this is publicly consensual. Imagine Harry Styles just seeing my dead body and smacking me. He punches oh God, you. This, is, this has gone off the rails so fast this um, dark. okay um. <laughs> okay wait this is my last dark comment yeah. have you seen on tiktok the video of the guy whose family threw him a funeral but like took his dead body and propped it up in the corner in the club incredible <laughs> and when i tell yes, you i, I want to party for my funeral that's what i mean <laughs> y'all have to watch my dead body rave 
Um, my tea party segment is also kind of a downer. <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to only 20 years in prison for trafficking minors. But the thing that pisses me off is that the list of people she sex trafficked these minors to is not public. I'm... That is tea. Like, okay, well, someone's going to jail for sex trafficking minors to people. Who the fuck were they sex trafficked to? And why are the elite protecting the elite? Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, I just think it's, like you said, another classic case of just seeing once you're rich and powerful, there's really very few things that can ever bring you down. And she's a scapegoat in this. Obviously, she played a big role in it. But yeah, still somehow all these, I'm assuming men, maybe some women, I don't fucking know, just get away with it, go on with their lives. And they're billions of fucking dollars in power. Yep. And the thing is, is that she will live longer than 20 years. She's going mm-hmm. to be in solitary confinement because she is a high profile case. Because she is. And she's going to get out in 20 years and be able to live life. And I want to watch that bitch rot in prison. Also, where is she going to be in jail? Because she was caught in New Hampshire, but obviously has residency at other places. This was like a really high profile case. So where is this bitch going to be? Is it New York? I don't know. Like, that's yeah, my I have no question. idea. I hope it's New York. Because that sounds like a way more intense jail, and she does, she deserves that. Yeah, I have no um, clue. Yeah, our last segment, Tweets of the Week. I, Sarah, have you ever had a fluffinutter? Like, peanut butter and fluff? Yes. Um, in, like, elementary school. Because I didn't know that this was like a huge thing in New England. I've never had one, but I found out that it's like a sin that I haven't had one and I want to try it, but it also scares the shit out of me. And people were judging me hardcore on the internet for living in New England for four years and not having one. I mean, people do love them. I know like people in elementary school love it. I honestly just don't really like marshmallows. So I think I've had like one in my life. I think they're too sweet i'm not a big fan but yeah people do love them especially like people here kids. take it so serious i don't know people that are regularly eating them over the age of like 12 though i mean i'm sure they exist but hold on you want to know how insane this is i tweeted about this um and the amount of replies that i had was kind of insane so i i asked if people here were really like die hard about it 92 replies of people being like how have you never had one oh my god try this oh my god that's a sin 92 comments i mean maybe it's because i'm never around kids but i can't even tell the last time i saw a fucking peanut butter (laughs) i've never even seen it on a menu somewhere i'm like okay where can i try this without buying an entire container of fluff that i'm inevitably going to throw away well, yeah, it's not like they're at restaurants or anything. Like something you'd bring for your school lunch, or, like eat by the pool or something at like yeah. summer camp. Yeah. So I'm like, I will try it, but like, I want to buy a whole thing of fluff. Like that just seems wasteful. But, yeah. I'm like, I also yeah, just I don't, don't like marshmallows. So I don't like fluff. Yeah. Like people were like freaking out about this. So that had to be my tweet of the week. Um, What is yours? Um, So I have two. My first okay. one is I got 
I ended up blocking because he sent me another one, but I was getting this weird DM request. Can you and, play it? Yeah, I think I still have the first recording. So this, this guy. I saw this on Sarah Snowjet's story. And like, again, I've said so many times, I never look at my Instagram DM request and then I see shit like this. Like, yeah, that's fucking why. Like, what the fuck is this? Where is I this almost screen recording? recorded your story because I wanted to keep it. Where is it? Okay, I, yeah. So okay, yeah, perfect. it's this account, Marty Rosen, only following one person, has zero followers, private account. Their picture is Donald Trump. <laughs> They sent me a voice recording on Instagram. Let's see if it plays. Which is charming. Um, <laughs> if you couldn't hear it, because I barely could, it says, I want to see your pussy, you bitch. <laughs> And then I got one last night from them, which is finally, I'm like, okay, this has gone out of hand because it kind of freaks me out. The voice is kind of scary. It's creepy. And yeah, it's super fucking creepy. And it was just the same voice. It's like, you bitch. <laughs> you so bitch. I was like, all right, block, report, whatever. But what's scary is I got both of them at like 3 a.m. And I'm like, why? And it, they never even requested to follow me or anything. And they're only following one person. So I'm like, I'm guessing this is someone's burner. <laughs> but also, why are you, if that's your burner, why are you sending videos saying, I want to see your pussy? You And he doesn't even say bitch. He calls her a beach each time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like why? Accent. <laughs> I, you bitch. You bitch. <laughs> But I, cause I was awake actually the first time I got the first one and I saw it at like 2 a.m. I'm like, whatever this is, if I listen to it now, I'm going to scare myself no matter what it says. I'm not going to sleep. I'm like, I'll listen to it tomorrow morning. And I listened to it at like 9 a.m. I was like, all right, not as scary as I thought it was going to be, but very glad I know this situation. <laughs> Dude, people on the internet are so scary. Like, so. Well, so then my next fucking tweet of the week, I can as you all know, I have my replies turned off to people that don't follow me or don't, I don't follow back, whatever. So it kind of filters things out. But so it was me. She made that tweet of like, um, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in the full like costume or whatever. It was like, oh, every blonde girl and her boyfriend from Halloween this year. And I responded to it that this is the only reason I need a boyfriend. I want to do that costume. It got like 10 replies from like creepy, creepy people. Just being like, oh, blah, 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 you'll be your boyfriend, blah, blah, I got a lot of Twitter DMs. I got a couple Instagram DM requests. I was like, this is fucking why, one, I have my replies off. And two, I don't, like, reply, like, speak to anyone. <laughs> I'm like, this is why I don't interact with you fucking people. <laughs> also, you can't tell me. You cannot tell me that the girl in the tan bathing suit in the back is not naked. Oh, yeah, she looks so naked. But, yeah, I was like. This is why I don't interact with people anymore. Like, it's not fun. I say one fucking thing, like, making a joke. And then I'm like, I get 10 <laughs> Instagram requests, get called a bitch. <laughs> There's some guy with, like, his, like, here's my official, like, boyfriend application. Like, I don't give a fuck. Okay? Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I you know, it would like, be great. Costumes. You know, it would be great for content what? if we had men or women for me, fuck it, 
submit an application and we did like the, you know, how people do like the, the hinge like things in groups or whatever. We just review everyone's application on the show. Oh, also, I have I to read know, you this text saying, message. I just know that anyone I, that would submit one, I would hate. Yes, same. <laughs> yes. I also have to just read you this text message that I received to me and 20 other women. I'm Lauren Hunter, 31 years old. Are you worried about fake messages or scams? Welcome to our 100% safe adult secret community for hangout and 420 fun. From your kingdom, we already have 5,200 active female members. We have an escort section where you can also get a super horny lady. Do you want to have unlimited adult fun and bang on your bed without with our super horny lady? Please visit our site and match right now. Come over and let's have 100% fun real no games we are 100 legal more importantly we don't charge that's why we don't need a user's credit card information nice thank you is that what dating women's like like, like what? hello i don't understand like why why anyways closing thoughts um i don't see that you have any but i do and i wanted to talk to you about it and everyone that listens to this show Our one-year anniversary is, I believe, July 28th. We have a little less than a month to figure out what we want to do for our one year. So let us know if you have any ideas, but I wanted to ask you if you have any ideas either, because like, that's kind of a big deal. Like we have missed maybe four weeks in a year. Damn. Yeah. It is coming up. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was like looking the other day. I was like, oh my God, like we have been us for almost a, like we need to celebrate our anniversary somehow we do we need to have an outing <laughs> I know like we're going to Red Sox Yankees but like that's not enough no no that's not enough like I also want to do something for like our listeners because I feel like we have like a really like crazy like supportive group of people so it's like I just don't know like obviously like we're not huge but we're not small like what do you do to celebrate yeah, if anyone has suggestions, let Hit us know. Up. I've got nothing. Yeah, we've got like three and a half weeks to figure it out. Like if you guys want to be included, if you guys want to see us do something or go somewhere, let us know. I'm definitely going to clip this and upload it to our socials for suggestions. But that was my closing thought this week. Um, I don't think you have any, yeah? Nope. Cool. Well, thank you so much to listening to for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys. Keep on sipping and we'll see y'all next week. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock them out, Mike Tyson. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. But you priceless. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to cue. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl, get them girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough.
The Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Uh. <laughs> Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs>